And now, insurance-minded speeches from GEICO. It's a common expression, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. However, what if the horse's mouth is filled with useful insurance tools? This is the exact case with the GEICO app. Yes, the app is free and therefore a gift horse. However, look inside the app and behold, emergency roadside assistance, digital ID cards, bill pay. Get the GEICO app, look it in the mouth, get amazing services. Thank you. Blog Talk Radio. Stop moving the furniture. Bing. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Are You Instant Reaction Review? I am your host. Will you just let me even get through the thing? Great. Crinkle, crinkle. I'm your host, rescreening.com's own Mark Eastman, and with me as always is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And this week uh, we're covering Carrie, and I got to say, uh, first off, I just have to throw this out there because uh, I think it's hilarious, but uh, oh. the Fifth Estate oh, yeah. could not have bombed more at the box office. Did it? Like, I didn't even see it yet. I think it made oh, like... Wow. Not quite two million or something like. Oh, that's not good. It was like uh, horrible, horrible wow. money so far this weekend. Um, and you know, I hate that because, in a way, because I like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch a lot, right. and I just want anything that he does to do pretty well. Right. But I'm kind of okay wow. with this goofball theory of a movie not doing that well. I don't know. I think it was like, yeah. uh, you know, hey, let's try and take advantage of putting together this stupid movie, whatever. I don't know. I thought it was a goofy idea. And, uh, man, it's like if if just the families of the people who worked on it went to see it, it could have made that much money. I don't know. It was I think it's a major bomb. I think it really suffers a film like that because the social network a couple of years ago did so well. And this looked like a new social network. It looked like it wanted to right, be right. the social network for the WikiLeaks thing. Right. Just, you have to really know what you're doing to make that film. And, yeah. And, and I, you know, it. I don't know if it, uh, it just got like the, the wrong oh, press and whatever. It's, it's the, the wrong, wrong time. time. You know, there's world series. Gravity stuff. is still there's going on. The world series. Things. Yeah. I don't know. And, uh, and you know, Carrie didn't even, uh, get second. Right. Which I was really thinking it was going to get second, but it just escape it plan. got like squeezed out by Captain Phillips. Oh. Now the escape wow. plan was even even worse, although huh. um, you know better than right. Right. <laughs> better better than, than but anyway that's what <clears throat> yeah better than the Fifth Estate. But I want Benedict Cumberbatch to do a lot of stuff too. Right. I I mean I didn't like Star Trek in the Darkness, but that wasn't because of him. I right. thought he was good, but I would like to see him work a lot. But he, yeah, he's been in some good stuff, and uh, you know Sherlock, he's awesome i yeah. love that show anyway but um i mean just in general but he's really good at it but right. so uh you know not a whole lot of other stuff going on this week except uh you know this is the uh time when shows start getting canceled yeah. and stuff right. and so yeah. like uh iron like, ironside and and uh welcome already? to the family already canceled which uh ironside wow. was, ironside was okay they didn't give that. And uh, actually, if you uh, if you go back a couple of weeks, you can get our uh, well, my anyway uh, right. ratings of a bunch of TV shows. 
and uh, Shane will take a call for a second, right. and then yeah. uh, he'll, <laughs> right. he'll just, come I'm back. Settling in. I'm used to my mic not working. But, uh, you know, welcome to the family. I hated that you didn't, show. Yeah, I remember you were saying... It, it, it was it was just so goofy, and it was yeah. such a waste of talent. And it was it was like a welcome to the fam- uh, like an ABC Family show, right? That had like delusions of grandeur or something, yeah. or I don't know what it was, but yeah. it, somebody at NBC said, uh, you know, the, those ABC Family shows are doing okay. Let's, right. Let's yeah. let's try and make some goofy <laughs> crap like that and yeah. throw it out. I yeah, don't that know. goes. No. And uh, not that not to say anything bad about ABC Family because I actually like a lot of their shows. Mm-hmm. I, I like the fact that uh, a lot of their shows are, you know, for that certain demographic, right. but are not. Stupid. Right. I mean, right. <laughs> they're they're okay. Anyway, uh, but yeah, so lots of stuff's getting canceled and picked up and everything. And God, did uh, Ironside even get like two episodes? I think in? it had two. Yeah, yeah. That's and, about. And, I mean, and that and that was it. I mean, they just don't give it. Forget anything. it. Yeah. yeah. You got to be really. And uh, and you know another one that's uh, very strange actually uh, on CBS that show We Are Men. Oh yeah, that one's. Pulled too. I wow. think I think that one might have only got one episode. I don't know. Wow. I, I'm not absolutely sure on that. But that was just weird because it. First of all, that's not what CBS does. They right. they, they usually they'll, they'll give stuff. Yeah. yeah, they usually give stuff some time, or else they just don't bother with it because they come out with so few things each year usually. Right. Yeah. And but you know you got Tony Shalhoub in it and uh, Jerry O'Connell and uh, you know I thought uh, and um, um, what's his name Cal Penn. Yeah. Yep. I thought, you know, just for the fact that you have those names in it, give it a few weeks and see if their fans those, come on right. board eventually. Those names almost scream to me like sleeper hit. Like right, just right. let the cult audience find it right. and they'll then you'll eventually have another, you know, big bang theory. Right. Like you just have to trust Tony Shalhoub that people Cal will Penn show up guys. after yeah. a while. Yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought that was That's very really weird because it's not like them. And uh you know, CBS also the crazy ones picked up mm-hmm. and uh, mom kind of surprisingly picked up but anyway mm-hmm. so there's a lot of stuff going on in tv that's that's what that's time right. of year we're in and yeah. it's pretty much like tv or gravity and right. not a lot of other people <laughs> right. are are doing anything or you know obviously like baseball is yeah is big right now so anyway uh get jumping into carrie i feel like we should say something <laughs> well, we'll, we're gonna say something yeah except Ultimately, I don't, I don't know if we're going to say that much. I think we should say, first of all, that uh, we're kind of biased. I think we should be open and honest about uh, our biases on this uh, movie. Uh, mostly you. I, I, absolutely. I, I have... Um, because I, I'm not particularly biased about this movie. Yeah. I'm, I, I liked the original. I haven't seen it for eons. And even to the extent that when stuff happened in this one, yeah. and as we walked out, you said, well, it, they did update it, but other than that, it's like crazy shot-for-shotness. And I was like, really? Was it? Yeah. Because there's so much of the mom in this movie, Julianne Moore, yeah. that I, you know, it, for whatever reason, it's just a lot more than I remember from the original. Yeah. I don't remember so much of Crazy Mom in the original one. Yeah. And I, I just remember it. Uh, kind of to a different extent. Well, yeah. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, it reminded me when we were walking out, like literally aside from the board meeting, which is like, let's just redo this. Let's update it. Right. And the excitement there is like what we had talked about, you know, after we saw the film, we were, we saw it uh, last night 
late show, no 3D, right. you know. Um, it was basically like, yeah, let's use, we can put cell phones in it. We can put YouTube in it. And right, there are right. little sprinklings of, you know, contemporary people. If, if, right. If, if it happened now, what would it be, right. what what would would be it, different? What would because be? kids would have cell phones, so we got to work that right. in, that kind of stuff. And yeah. I was just like, it reminded me of the Gus Van Zandt Psycho remake, where he basically didn't do anything new. He shot the film exactly the way Hitchcock had done it and basically just cast new people in the roles. Right, right. For me, in a lot of ways... There are definitely deviations. Like there's stuff that goes on when Carrie is learning her powers that aren't in the the 70s film, uh, and aren't really in the book so much. But those are added. But for the most part, it's a paint by numbers story that's just like. And this was th- this something I was thinking of telling you last night. And I forgot, and I remembered just now. The running times are almost exactly the same. Like right, one is a right. minute longer. I think if you put them on, like if you had this ability to put them on side by side, yeah. you would see so much just like happening at the same time, right, the exactly. same story. For me, this is a perfect example when we get deeper into the review of why remakes just sometimes absolutely should not work. This right. is a shining example of one that just is not right. necessary. But right. Um, but biases. But yeah, so um, I think we just should say, first of all, you are uh, more of a fan of the first one and yes. know it far better yeah. than I do. Yeah. So that's going to play into things. Yeah. And then I don't even know what exactly we should or shouldn't say, but uh, I have, I have you a, have a connection. I have a personal connection to the King family. Right. So that excludes in a certain way. Uh, and I admit it, it excludes a certain way. I'm biased by it, but I'm also a little freed up by it too. I think it goes both ways. Right. But in all fairness, yeah. But but so, it is there, and there, uh, and I think I think though that the beauty of it in this particular case is that it, it's clearly not at work. No, right. ma- no, yeah. ma- no, no matter how much no, bias there is, there's no nepotism is. or cronyism. Right. It's, not you, like, it's not like I'm on the show to if, be like, you, you know would, what, I'm going to push this so hard right. because if, it's great. If, if, if we were about yeah. to say this was an awesome movie, right. then no, maybe I would have. It would have been funny if you had been like, okay, we're going to do our reviews. I'm going to give this one star, and I'm like, five. Right. Five stars. <laughs> right. Stephen King property, five stars. Yep. It's great. You've got to see it and tell everybody you love, you know, just see That's it. That's right. See it, it in theaters, buy then, it, then, pre-order it right now on Blu-ray. That might be the first time we have, like, a kind of meta conversation. You'd be like, okay, wait a minute. Cover the mic. Like, <laughs> right. really? What are you doing? You're like, five stars, five stars. You know, no. No, really. It's so it super is, good. And, and in a weird way, I think that's going to lend a bit of credence to stuff, which is... You know, I won't just bend over for it. Right. It's, uh, yeah, you would be in a lot of, this would be a movie <laughs> where I'd be like, next week, co-host, uh, <laughs> right. so it's uh, like, yeah. anyway, uh, so, so to jump into the movie, uh, because we don't have a whole lot else to cover or talk about, yeah, except, unfortunately, but next week, now I'm torn. What's, oh yeah, what's next because week? Because next week, I really want to see The Counselor. And you really want to see Bad Grandpa? <laughs> we could do a double feature, but if it comes to that, we we could maybe do look, a double if it, feature. If it comes to that, I'm pretty excited about the counselor. Yeah, like it, I, I mean, I want to see it, Bad Grandpa. It, it looks very cool. And Although I think I'll tell you, Bad Grandpa with you would be hilarious because you're a hard sell for laughs. We have yeah. jokes here all the time, but in a right. film, not since 
the Borat thing, which was dumb, stupid. Right. But there was one more. But there, there were, were laughing. There I mean, were a couple parts. But I, of it's it. hard to get you to crack up in a the theater, and I think yeah. Bad Grandpa. You just, you just want to like turn your chair around yeah. and watch me watching <laughs> right. the movie just to see yeah. if anything happens. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, um, the counselor looks a little scary to me, though. I gotta say, it's got some because the trailer looks. Re- the trailer looks like I really want to watch it. But the trailer also makes me think, you know what? Maybe right. I just want to watch, watch the it. trailer. Right. Yeah, it's one of those films where I thought it was because the best part of the film maybe, was the trailer. Maybe once I get the whole movie, I won't love it as much. It looks a little scary, but there's great people in it, and it yeah. looks very good. And Yeah. Okay, so Carrie. So we're just going to jump in uh, because we cannot manage to do this right. at the beginning of the show. Right. And it, you know, I'm okay with that. We're Who eventually going to get to it. We'll do the intro. Who cares? Yeah, we'll just go... Uh, Welcome to the show. One here we go. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. So Carrie. So if we're throwing out ratings, I this is a really weird one for me, but I feel like I'm at exactly the same place as when I walked out of the theater. And yeah. Uh, you know, we'll throw out just for the sake of the few people listening who find it interesting. Uh, we did see this last night, fairly late last night. Yep. So this is pretty instant. I feel like I'm at exactly the same place, basically, because uh, I cannot find a way to give this more than half a star. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) That's where I am. There is a little bit of stuff that I like in the movie, and and that's the only thing keeping me from saying no stars. Well, just a couple weeks ago, we saw a film, and and we talked about this, and it's funny how it just works like a pendulum, because for me, there's a few things in this film that show promise, and I think we're almost in total agreement about what it is. This time, it, it irks me that they didn't do more with it. Right, like, me, last too, time me we, too. Last time yeah. we did this a couple weeks ago, and we are like, these are kind of problems, but I can look it over. Right, right. Like, this time, it's like, no, this is actually like burdocks. This is a thorn, and I keep hitting it, and right. you guys should know better, especially with a, a director. There's a whole lot of talent in this film. Behind the lens and in front of the lens, all over the place. Okay, there's it just not show up. There is not a whole lot of talent behind the lens, and I'm, you didn't like, I'm you didn't specifically like Boys Don't Cry? I'm going to get into that. Um, all right, I thought I won't go down her whole list of stuff, but I thought well I thought because she doesn't have a whole list of well, stuff. She's got a couple. She's got uh, she's got uh, something twelve years ago. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to get over to IMDb, so I'll all right, sound well, funny you and just do, have it up. But uh, yeah. it's uh, Kimberly Pierce, right? And you know, for me, the whole thing—the whole thing—actually kind of makes this into a much weirder production for me. Yeah. And you know, it might not be that unusual or anything for anyone, but for me, I think this is a very weird production. Mm-hmm. Once you get to, uh, you're kind of pulling Kimberly Pierce out of the woodwork to make this yeah. film. And why are you doing that? I mean, she made, uh, she made the last good breath was a short film. She right. jumped right into boys. Don't cry. And, uh, which was adapted from also her own short film, but, ran for but while, that's but... 1999. I know, I know. And I thought boys don't cry was Okay. I, I, I didn't think it was, it was awesome. I thought it was really great, but I haven't seen it since it came out. Maybe time I, I didn't think before. I didn't think it was awesome. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah. Okay, but that's 1999, and then really she hasn't done anything else except for Stop Loss in yeah. 2008. Yeah, which also I thought was very weird. There's good people in that right. movie, and it's a pretty it's decent right. movie. 
Seems weird that. But it's not like a. It's not like a huge thing. Yeah. And that's all she's got. Yeah. And you're gonna remake Carrie, and then how do you attach the doesn't ever work director to it? Somebody really. I mean, why bother? Somebody really loved Boys Don't Cry and loved how she handled teen. Uh, yeah. bullying, guilt, Maybe. oppression, yeah. emotions. But there's got to be somebody else, you know, out there that had done it. I think. But so, so also, right? Throwing the production into a weird space for me. Yeah. Is that you know you get like three credits on the writing, right? You right. get Stephen King, right? <laughs> which, and you get the guy who wrote the original screenplay, right. who did not work on this movie, right. unless there's really something crazy that I don't know going on. I think they probably had to credit him he for just, stuff that they, they right. cribbed, which is you know lines so, like they're all going to laugh at you and things like that. So then you've got uh, Re- just one guy, Roberto Aguirre Sacasa. Yep. Who who has who has written uh, some episodes of Glee? Yeah, he's a big Glee guy. And uh, going back a ways, he did a couple of episodes of the other TV series Big Love, which I actually thought was really cool. I never saw it. I wanted but, to see Big Love. So I mean, yeah. you've you got, got you've got a writer who's written some episodes of Glee. Right now, but now see, work yeah, on our right. work on our carry and. Yeah. Now that you now that you know that you've got the writer of Glee, right. it's a it's a whole other movie. You watch right. the movie and go, that's exactly the movie that I would think yep. that that guy would make. You you know somebody who is making these decisions was like, we're going to try to hit the Halloween teen audience, and we're right. not going to have the paranormal franchise to do it. Right. Paranormal activity is someone else's, and we're all out of saw. So let's do something with kids because I know what you did last. Because we screen. we we want younger you know, people and all that, right? So they were like, okay, what's big with kids? Glee. Who who can direct kids that isn't you know, out of our range? Pierce. <laughs> right. You know, this is almost like how now I'm seeing this kind of gel, and then all of a sudden, there you go. There's your film, and and it's it's odd. I I think if it's you know if I have any sort of say in things, yeah. If you're gonna remake Carrie. If you're going to have these two people be your writer and director, yeah. make something else up. Right. Let him right. do some original I gotta tell you, thing or something. Seen, it's crazy. While, Why do this movie if you're just going to basically make a throwaway? Yeah. I've seen, I don't know if you ever saw it, uh, it was the USA Today or the uh, USA Today, USA Network or the Sci-Fi Network's sequel, Carrie 2. And it was only no. on cable. And it was it was like 2009, I think, or something like that. It was way better than this film. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, like, really, That's really, great. really way better. Isn't I mean, that an awesome thing to be able to say about your... Well, so anyway, okay, Mark Mark gave his... I I was... Oh, right. We I did, wasn't even really feeling generous. I'm, I'm not even going to try to hide, like, oh, I was trying to get it to one star. It was either zero or a half, and I was pretty settled. And who cares? No, I, I thought, <laughs> who cares which one, right? <laughs> at that point, I really was like, look, there's a few things about it that I did like, but not many. Right. And even, even like, we'll get through. It just, it was really frustrating to see him flare up and be like, good, go with that. And nope. Or yeah. we'll introduce this. Nope. That doesn't make sense right. now. And, and you had a couple thoughts about that, which I know you'll get to anyway with the technology and stuff. But right. Uh, I, yeah, I'm that, not surprised we're both at a half star. I mean... 
I don't even know where to go with the movie because we don't need to uh, summarize anything, right? I no. mean, uh, we're just going to pretend that you have seen the original we'll do, movie or read the book. We'll do, ironically, what the filmmakers expect you to do when you see it because this is what we were talking about afterwards. Even the opening scene of the film demands you know the already the existing story of Carrie. Right. You have to understand it, that. It really does, or else it's just a... It's just a I, wackadoodle fest at that point. It's, I mean, um, it's crazy. I really kind of wonder, and this would be an interesting thing, because I would be interested to get the impression of a few people who really are in the dark. Yeah. Who right. had never saw the original one, don't even really know what's yeah. coming, except from like maybe trailers or whatever. Yeah. And what did they think of the opening scene? Because the opening scene, even for me... Right. Uh, I, as soon as that started, I was like, oh, my God. I, yeah. I, there was, and, and actually, so it opens with Julianne Moore having the baby. Right. Okay. And it opens with Julianne Moore having the baby, and the very weirdest part about it is that she almost acts like she doesn't know she's having a baby. Right. Like she's having bad pain. Like she's like, oh, my God, this hurts so right. bad. And she's rolling around on the bed, and she's yeah. kind of flailing and screaming and everything, yeah. and oh, my God. And you have no idea what's going on, really. Right. Until finally you get a shot where you know you can see that she's got like a big stomach before right. we even get anywhere but then all of a sudden there's just a baby there right and she had a baby and then she's about to kill it mm-hmm. and <clears throat> and she doesn't quite make it to where she right. kills it it's right. very 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 strange but then we kind of you know fast forward to uh chloe grace moretz is in school yeah but it is the weirdest opening scene yeah e- even if you do know what's coming right it's still weird and then you get, okay, there's the baby, and then you go, oh, okay, oh, okay. so there that's Carrie, and and we know that mom is a little off. Right. And and we've got that backstory working for us now, which yeah. does nothing, but... In an attempt to try to make it different, which, which as much as I didn't like the opening scene, even while it was happening, I'm watching it, I'm like, oh, man, we're really going to get this film? Right. And, and I told you earlier, like, some of what they decided to do with this movie is explore stuff that is just, it's better left undone. Like I hate in the Halloween films when Rob Zombie's like, what we really need to know is what Michael Myers was like in fourth grade study hall. Right. No, I don't care. And I don't need to know what Michael Myers mother's, you know, predilections for a salad. I, whatever, leave that stuff alone. Right. This is kind of an attempt to brand itself. This movie wants that, but it did it in such a weird way. And I'm like, okay, if at least you're going to be that original, and you're going to just do whatever you want. I guess I can be a little bit forgiving for it, but it still didn't make any sense. Right. No, it was, it was completely weird. And uh, as, we, as we then go on, so Chloe Grace Moretz, we see her in school. She, uh, you know, she looks very much like her uh, the extremely religious mother makes all her clothes and right. sends her to school. Right. And uh, she's super awkward. Mm-hmm. And it's it's thankfully not all that long into the movie that we get the big thing where they're making fun of her and right. and the big problems the because now. there could have been like a lot of yeah a they lot of lead in up, and right. and that would have sucked so we at least made a good decision there I think. right um, and you know right away you get one of the problems which you know is like not a politically correct problem but is a big problem that i had with the movie and that is that chloe grace moretz is too good looking to be carried right 
which is, you know, not something that you're supposed to say, send your letters to, whatever. Right, yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, is that she she's good looking. I mean, she is a fairly attractive person. And then what you have to do is you have to combat the idea that uh, really hot chicks in high school are not the ones who get picked on. Right. And in order to do it, they have to make her even more weird. Right. So uh, like in the original movie, we're not dealing with someone who's super hot. Right. And she just has to be a little weird. Right. You know, she just has to be a little, you know, socially inept. That's enough for kids. They and and yeah. the fact that she's not really hot is not, you know, it's we don't have to battle right. against it, right? Right. In this one, we do have to battle against it because we've decided that we want to have this uh, it girl actress, yeah. it, you know, doing it. So we have to make her really weird. She, like, walks funny for no reason that you can really figure out. And she won't talk to anyone. She acts like, uh, you know, she doesn't want to be near any person ever. Right. And, she, you know, so, she, like, she doesn't talk to anyone. She, she clearly doesn't. And, and we do get, after a little while, the idea that she was homeschooled for a really long time, and then something happened where the government said, right, yeah. that's not working, <laughs> that's enough, yeah. and you have to send her to public school. So she's clearly like coming into school from a bad place, but right. she's so bad. And then even the uh, – so the big thing that happens is she, she gets her period in the shower, MPE, right. and has no idea right. what's happening to her. So she freaks out yeah. and she goes crazy and everyone, everyone else that's around is going, right. dude, what? Like, what? Right? right? It's 2013. And so they start throwing tampons at her and, yeah. and the whole thing and everyone, everyone comes together to, right. to, to make this to totally her. harassing thing. Right. right. They, they like stone her. They're stoning her. Right. You know? And uh, the really mean girl, the super, right. the super witch of the, of the movie, like videotapes. Her laying there on the floor of the shower, and right. it's it's all very horrible, and that becomes you know the thing, right? And and then we go to the principal's office. We have to call her mother. She doesn't want anyone to call her mother, right. and already we're seeing her have power, right? Yeah, right. Which is also and and like I said, I could just be wrong because it's been eons since I saw the first one, but that seems like it's a little early. To it's me. way early. It's weird compared to it the is. first one because this one it's like as soon as they do that to her we already get yeah. like she's making stuff move around right. even though it's kind of covered up by the fact that she's flailing so maybe people don't notice it but right. then she gets into the principal's office and then just boom stuff starts breaking it yeah and I mean that we're only like a few minutes in the movie yeah, really at that point it's right. really early and and. You know, it struck me. I was thinking, my God, that yeah. seems super early. Yeah. And and then there's no uh, there's no build up to it really. Right. It's just like right out of the gates, she's got this power, and it, it's a different movie. Yeah. And and as much as this movie is shot by shot, right, very easy to compare. There At are. the same time, there's a lot of stuff that makes it a whole right. different movie. Yep. And in absolutely the wrong way. Yeah. For, I agree. <laughs> for me, yeah. anyway. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, so that's what happens. And then it kind of just moves on where 
Uh, there's the one, there's the one blonde girl who right. probably has a name, but I wouldn't be surprised actually if she was just Sue. listed in the credits as blonde girl. No, I mean, she, who knows? She, she's Sue Snell. Um, so she is. That's my memory. She's she's like best friends with the really mean girl, right? And right. she she ultimately kind of has some problem with the fact that this happened, right? And we see her before long. She's with her boyfriend. Right. And uh, to a certain extent, this goes right along with the original movie. And and to a certain extent, maybe it doesn't so much. But, right. But so her boyfriend, actually, this is one of the only things I liked about the movie, is them. The, right. the blonde girl and her boyfriend were yeah. actually really pretty good. And even... You know they were uh, they were acting well. They had mm-hmm. they had good lines. They had I, I don't know workable dialogue right. that you were okay with. Right. And he kind of you know he kind of it's a very weird teen thing, but he kind of basically like gives her what for about yeah, about doing sells, it. He, he sells the rest of the film on what they're going to do in that one scene. I thought right, she, right. She was pretty and blonde, but you never got the sense that she had real remorse, except she had like. Like, so I, I liked I liked guilt, the fact you know? that even in that first uh, that first scene where she's talking to him, I liked the way she kind of doubted herself. Yeah. Like then she kind of went, well, wait a minute, and right. and she did that pretty well. And then it takes her kind of a while to build up to mm-hmm. where she really feels bad that she did it. Right. And at first she's just kind of doubting herself in a strange yeah. way, and then you know whatever. Um, but anyway, so then uh, the mean girl still is the mean girl, and and we kind of go along with uh, Carrie for a while, and and her mom, yeah, and we get a whole lot of their crazy relationship, yeah, and then you know sort of for the most part stuff just kind of plays out the way it did in the original movie, right. except that the updatedness is that eventually the video gets posted. Right. And it oh, becomes too, it yeah. becomes more of a problem, right. and we get more of the uh, you know the really mean girl really being mean, mm-hmm. and that's another thing too. They had this, uh, they've got the uh, you know gym teacher coach person is a big thing, and she comes back like the next day, and she basically gives them punishment, the, right. like the whole class, for having done this. Yeah. And and I I didn't really remember that happening either in the original. I don't, so I don't know. You can tell me if that was it's in not, there. It's not the same. I, I, I don't thing, but I don't really remember like that, that yeah. happening. But anyway, they have to run forever as punishment, right. and the mean girl's not going to do it. So she ends up getting suspended. Right. And you know hilarity ensues. Who knows what? But then after that, for the most part, it kind of progresses the same as the original movie. Yeah. And. Where it goes wrong, and I feel like it goes wrong, like in every way it possibly can. But like for one thing, just the fact that she she does something mm-hmm. that she uses her power so early on, I think really just takes a lot away from That's everything true. else that happens. Yeah. As we're following it, and and you know she ends up getting books on telekinesis, and she's like oh, reading up on it, yeah. and hey, other people can do this, and right. you know she's whatever she's it's it's such a a strange like young adult novel way that she works through that, yeah. or that the stuff that we see her do, 
But as it gets more and more throughout the movie, it's like we've seen it so much already. Right. And, and at, you know, there's something weird going on with the writing or the basic theory of the movie that, you know, I don't know if what they're trying to do is it's almost like, um, you know, uh, uh, David Lynch's Dune where he just goes, look, just don't even watch it if you haven't read the book, right? Right, right. And it's like there's some level of that happening in this. Like, don't even watch the movie unless you've already seen the other one right. or, or know the story or whatever, but it, we're just not going to make it for people going in blind. Yeah. The hell with them, right? <laughs> like, like, we don't care. Because if if you haven't, all of that stuff, you get that so early. Right. And then another thing that we're, we were talking about, which it's so weird that it's so similar to the original movie, and yet we do a few things and it's so different. Like the other one that we mentioned was that mom is so crazy at the beginning from the start. Yeah. At, at the, not only is she crazy cause she almost kills her kid, but, right. no, but she, every time after that, that we see her, she's completely crazy. And even to the extent that, uh, you know, that opening scene in the principal's office, they're like, we're going to have to call your mother. And Carrie's like, no, right. Like no, no one ever, way. like yeah. clear, like clearly, right. yeah. she has grown up her whole life yeah. with mom is, you know, off the charts crazy. Right. And that's just a very different movie. Yeah. I, I yeah. think. And, you know, if, if she grew up her whole life and mom is like crazy three or four, right. Which is going to, have its problems for you yeah. and and make things difficult for you and maybe make you socially awkward and all that stuff can right. still fit in, right? And right. she's a little crazy. Then she gets to become more crazy. Right. And as we go through stuff that happens, then mom can have a bad reaction to the stuff that happens and then she can get really crazy. Right. But now she got nowhere to go from this yeah. crazy. Right. As soon as we walk in the door, she's like one of the craziest people who's ever lived. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, that's as and and Carrie knows it. Right. Obviously, because she doesn't want anyone. You know, nobody uh, comes over. She can't. And, let them and, see and her. like even when, uh, you know, eventually she's going to go to prom. The the guy asks her to prom and everything, yeah. and he comes by to ask her, and she's like, "You can't be oh, here. Yeah, you right. can't be here." And that's a very different thing. If if mom were only a bit crazy and you were like, I don't want them to see my crazy mom. Right. Just right. like, you know, no one wants their friends to meet their parents anyway. Right. But then if your parent is just a little weird and I don't want you to be here. Right. Right. But that's not what she's doing. No. She's doing, you know, Norman Bates is my mom right. and I don't I'm want gonna, you to be yeah, here. I'm like to get time in the closet. If like, she sees exactly. You right. Yeah. So. And you've got those two things where both of those in the original do a lot of building. Yeah. And there's no way to build it here. No. And if you can't do that, then how's anything scary at the end? Well, in that, How's there any tension right. about anything? That's actually like a weird, I mean, that's a perfect way to say it. And that's the, that's the solution to them, fearing that the audience won't have the patience to sit through an hour and 40 minute movie. What do you do? Well, you throw out superpowers 10 minutes in. Right. You know, and what you do then is you run the risk of diluting what you're trying to show and you're expedi you know, you're really really putting your foot down and trying to get to this moment. They can't wait to get to the prom scene. Right. You know, because everybody knows that that's the archetype kind of moment that the film takes off, but 
But there's so much stuff that happens in the original. And again, I brought this up because I do think it's really interesting. The difference between then and now isn't just the time. Uh, I mean, the decades. But the Brian De Palma film from the 70s has just about the same running time, maybe a minute less. And so much character and just mood and exposition and narrative happen. And I remember when they were making this, when they were getting ready to make it, they said, well, it's going to be really strong because we're going to have teens playing teens. We're not going to have 20-somethings, 30-somethings playing teenagers. There's something to be said there that you need somebody with some emotional depth and range right. that a 17-year-old kid can't give you when needed to be, you know, slaughtering pigs and dumping buckets. Right. I mean, you can't have it both ways. And and I think this shows in some way, even though that cast from the original carry never went on to become like the Breakfast Club or the right, Oscar right. winners of everything. I mean, Travolta is great, and Sissy Spacek had stuff, but. It's just it's more memorable because they had time to be characters instead of in this film. I felt like you know Chris, who's the the evil queen girl. Right. She's a caricature of a character. She oh, she's she's, she's just not that only kid. that, but she's even worse than that. Right. And uh, you know, I think that really makes a a big difference. I'm not sure exactly, you know, if you sat down with the writer right. and said, "Let me in on this theory me, or whatever." Right. What were you thinking? I, I just think it's so weird because. In the in the original movie, like you know, like I said, so much is the same, and yet yeah. you make these like little differences, and yeah. then boom, so much is different. Right. And in the original, uh, you know, they're just picking on her. Yeah. In a, in a way that, you know, if you heard it happened at your local high school, right? I mean, now maybe the dump in the pig's blood would be right. would, would be, be kind of a yeah. really serious That's a thing. Level, but. but in general, they're you know they're just picking on her, yeah. and and maybe the same thing could happen, and it just wouldn't be pig's blood because right. the pig's blood is weird. That yeah. That's um, probably a very 70s thing. But they're just picking on her, and even if they are doing really bad picking on her, mm-hmm. it's it's just not that much different right. than stuff that really goes on. Right. And the mental background of that stuff going on that really exists yeah. and and is not even that horrible. Right. Uh, it, in, a, in a way like, you know, I mean, bullying is terrible and all that stuff, right. but... You know, there are like some people bully other people, not because they are sociopaths or right. because of age stuff, you know? or because they are like the world's most evil person that <laughs> yeah. a, a, that ever happened. And this girl is, is. Yeah, you're right. You said that. You're like, why does why do films like this always have to make that bad person the worst person? Right. Like and the worst person. It, it's alive. like every, everything that uh, well. A lot of the stuff in the movie, anyway. Everything is like so simplified, yeah. and and it, it's not even that it'd be bad enough if she was just a caricature of like a bully. Yeah, but she's like a caricature of you know the devil. Right. I mean, she's right. just as evil yeah. as she could be, and she's just as as crazy in her own special way as Carrie's mom Absolutely. is. Yeah. Because there, there's stuff that happens in this movie, and I will say this for the actress: um, as much as this is not uh, anyone's best turn at acting or anything, right? But I think what they're going for right. in this movie is for her to just be evil, right? And there are some moments in this movie where she does the best job of that that you 
could have anyone do. Right. I mean, she, right. she yeah, you know, she, she gives the right looks. She, she really does act like, you know, this is a dangerous uh, acting job yeah. for this actress, actually, because, you know, you could easily just think that she's not acting all that much. I mean, right. yeah, she <laughs> she's typecast for this she, person. For she forever. could just, yeah, she could just be in an ugly place trying to get other jobs now because it, it, <laughs> because people are going, um, not well, so it's, much. It's, it's a sign of poor, poor writing and poor storytelling and just poor talent that someone thinks, you know, this isn't just Cruella DeVille as a 12 year old. This is Hitler right, right. and Satan and Darth Vader and everybody bad. It's more interesting if your antagonist has something to relate to. Like you're right. like that person's bad and they can be redeemed or they don't have to be, but they're a product of other things going on. And right. You know, I'm, I'm and, and, and not only that, but um, when we finally get to Carrie losing it, right. Right. Uh, you know, there's, there's more going on. Like she has to kill. And like I said, I don't remember the original and, and I don't remember everything that happens. Yeah. But basically she has to start slaughtering everybody. Yeah. In order for you to for them to try and deliver like the same oh, thing. Mean, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Because once the crazy chick, the crazy evil chick is right. so evil, right. Then it's like, well, we don't care if she kills her. Right. That does nothing. Yeah. For we like the damage. for like the emotional mm-hmm. thing that we're trying to get out of right her really losing it and killing people, right? If she would have just, you know, maybe hurt a couple of people a little bit (laughs) and then killed the evil chick, then everyone would just go, hooray. I mean, (laughs) that's the funny thing that they have to, that they have to reconcile too, because what happens is, you know, in the story, just the collection of the stories about Carrie, Carrie becomes a bad person and uses her power to inflict harm on those around her, which is exactly what a bully is doing. Like, in a way, she becomes the monster. Right, you right. Know? And that's the thing that adds... And that, and that actually still doesn't exist in it, this movie. It doesn't. You know the narrative, of, even in the story, the original book, and in the, in the first film, you get this sense of her, you know, becoming a, a bully. You know, she just... Her power isn't that she's got the social clique or the resources or the money. She's got telekinesis. right. And what would happen if that person was a bully? Well, now you find out. You right. know, but there's still this so much time spent identifying with Carrie and still sympathizing with her because, like what we were saying before, you know, we're relatively good people. I've bullied somebody, and I've been bullied. Like, right. as a kid growing up, you get it both ways. You just you do it at some point. You I never it. bullied anyone. You bullied, I, I saw you bully somebody I, at the movie theater. You, you know, you have that sympathy for the character, but when you're talking about, like, how you're talking about this character, there's, I don't care about her. Right, exactly. Right. And, and, when you have the, the most evil person, and, uh, you know, that's the whole, they miss uh, that's, it's like the whole though. story of the book at yeah. first, and it's the whole reason that, if you read that book, uh, I mean, let's travel back in time to right after it got published, right? right? If you read that book and said, I want to make a movie, that's why you want to make right. a movie. Right. Because it's got something that, you know, everyone can everyone to some extent, especially if you, you know, filter the extent. Right. I mean, like everyone has not been as nice as they could have sure. been, even if they weren't really like bullying. bullying right. Yeah, you could have been. But uh, and everyone has been on the receiving end of people, you know, doing the same. The mean right. girls at school looking down and not yeah. letting you sit at the lunch table or God knows what, right? Right. 
but everyone has been somewhere in there, right? Right. And and to take that person and then flip them, right? Basically, yeah. But but once the chick is that evil, then yeah. then people can't go, you know. Oh, I went to high school with like the world. Right. <laughs> I, I went to high school with this guy who, like, you know, a year after we graduated, was a serial killer or yeah. who knows, or is like completely evil. Yeah. I mean, then you have no you have no actual relation to the Nothing. events, and it starts out like where it, you know even the first thing, yeah, is a little much right. in this movie, right. and I don't even remember like the beginnings of the original movie, but I know that a lot of the bullying was like, you were like, okay, that's their bullying her. Yeah. And, and not a big, and this one, it's like, it's already like one of the worst thing. When that goes yeah. on YouTube right. in the real world, yeah. right. That's already, you're already booked on Dr. Phil. To right. Talk about it. Like, right. This is bad. Yeah. I mean, it's already like super like crazy. Yeah. And you know, like I said, that's the uh, other part that's weird about Carrie and it, it like works both ways. I see what they're trying to do, but then ultimately it doesn't work right. because because she's good looking, so they have to make her weirder. Right. But now they make her so weird that, you know, nobody picks on that kid at school. Right. I mean, maybe somebody does somewhere, whatever, but yeah. Yeah. It's almost like uh you know, it's it's funny because uh, the guy wrote Glee, but it's like on Glee when in in the original like in the pilot i think of glee when they're picking on the kid in the wheelchair and and glee is clearly just not serious and just you know telling its story at least at the beginning right glee was a really good show at the beginning and it lost its way but i really liked it at the beginning but it was you know it was like hyperbole right it was like overdoing things on purpose and it was funny and it was just goofy right yeah and when they're picking on the kid in the wheelchair in the glee pilot you're like all right yeah right we can do that because we're doing everything by hyperbole but you know i think fairly rare is the kid in the wheelchair who now people might not be nice to him or you know who knows what happens in the real world to kids in wheelchairs right Right. but i think rare is the kid who gets like locked in the toilet or you know whatever who is the kid in the wheelchair because then you're a different kind of crazy evil person right right and that's what we've got here and we set it up right at the beginning right because she's you know she's so odd and weird that you know, in a normal high school setting, right? It's not even fun to pick on her. Right. Right. That's no, yeah, that's no not doing anything. Right. right. That there are better people that you would be right. using your bullying powers yeah. against or whatever. But, but then once we set all that up, that's the way we're going to launch yeah. our movie. We've got, you know, Carrie's as weird as it can get, and she's already moving stuff at the very beginning. Yeah. Mom is it's crazy. Mom's crazy goes to eleven. Right. Right. And and the mean girl is the craziest, the most wickedest. evil yeah. mean girl there could ever be. Where do you go? What That's do you do? already right. like in right. ten minutes yeah. of watching the movie. Right. What could happen next? And who cares? You could just watch that and go, All right, I'm done. I mean yeah. that nothing else can happen. The only things that can happen are you, you know, you can walk through the scenes that you know are coming because you've yeah. seen the other thing and you can go, oh, hooray, this is how they did right. it. And even if you do that, 
you're not right, going to get it. Get you're not going to get anything because yeah. by the time we get to the prom scene, yeah. it, there's it, nothing has happened that has done anything emotional, right? Except for uh, you know the blonde girl and her boyfriend a little, right? And Man, they, him a lot. I they, really liked I him. liked him he, too. He was really the guy that played Tommy. Uh, I I liked him too, and it almost. Uh, it almost became, you know, now yeah. the girl was good. I liked the girl. She's fine. I liked the way that they even wrote most of her. Yeah. And, and her, uh, her trying to, they, they could have done a little more, I think, with, um, that would be an interesting way to update the movie, actually, is to have a little bit more of her actually having to figure out standing up to, right her ex-friend, the mean girl, and, like, sort of the pack right. or whatever, right? Yeah. That would have been interesting. And they, they had it there somewhere that they yeah. could have done some work with that. But the guy was great. The guy was good to the point that it almost became, like, a surreal thing yeah. to watch him. It was almost like he was in some other movie. Right. Like, like how is he doing that? So good. And here, yeah. Next to all that that is not in the middle of. I know. It's it's like if he it's like if he was on an episode of Glee, right? Acting the way he acts in this movie, and you'd be going, "What is that character?" Right? I mean, he he just he like stands out in a weird way. Right. And you know, we should say not that uh, Chloe Grace Moretz does anything bad. No, she doesn't. That's the kicker. I think she does, unfortunately, exactly what they want her to do. Yeah. <laughs> and, yep. and that's the problem. She, she acts too weird. Mm-hmm. And, you know, going back to the original movie, that was really well done. Yeah. And it's really horribly done here. You, but it's not her fault. You know, in the original, by the time it gets, by the time it gets to the blood-dropping scene, you know, you... You really hope somebody's going to interfere. And in the, in the original, it's Sue Snell who's trying to do it. She's trying to tell everybody, like, look, they're going to right, do something right. to Carrie. And there's she just can't long, make it work. There's right, such but, a yeah. long buildup of emotion. And you're already invested. You've seen these things. You've felt for Carrie. You feel for her both socially and, like, domestically. Because her mom is, you know, Piper Laurie in the original film is crazy. And she gets crazier, but right. she's not on 11 from the start. But... And, film, and, you know, she's not even ever on 11, I don't no, think. No, she really is. I mean, I, mean, I mean, you could argue the she, moment she decides to kill her kid, you're pretty much on Well, 10, but, right. But at that point, she's like until like devil, until, like, you know? way, way, right. way the end. Right. We had opening credits. And, and clearly and clearly, she's she's got some kind of reason to at least right. uh, become, become extremely <laughs> agitated, right? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it's not until, like, really crap starts happening. Right. So, and, anyway. And, well, at that point in this film, by the time we get to the prom, and it's fun to see Tommy and Carrie, in the actors portraying them, have a genuinely good time. Like you see him get her to open up oh, right, and right. relax, and you really are like, that's the first moment now, but it's way too late right. to be emotionally invested in her being happy. All you want to do now is just start seeing crap fly around. Right. I'm like, just drop the blood just, on us so we can just start do it. Right. People. It's like they and start that's a huge uh, mistake because it, that film works. It's like that. all of a sudden that's when they go. Let's see if we can have some buildup. Right. Like ne- nowhere else right. in the movie. Right. <laughs> never until we get there. there. But now we know that you know that it's yeah. coming, and we're just gonna string you along a right. little bit, and yep. and that will we'll call that building tension. Right. It, I was so I was I was not. 
terribly excited, but early in the film when, you know, when she's talking to Tommy and she's like, you know, we did this thing and I was part of it and there's a video, you know, and it's like what you said, when he begins to say, you know, I, I bullied a kid once, you know, and he was bullying me, but I got a chance to get back at him. There's this moment that isn't in the first film and it's not in the book. And I'm like, good, let's pepper more of these right, things. Right. And that's what we were talking about in the beginning, which is they have these things that are good and interesting, and then they just abandon them and then replace them later with these dumb things like, what was that whole scene about her getting pregnant and morning sickness off the ladder? Did you, you remember that when she had yeah, to yeah. get off the ladder? And run yeah, away? and then... And then well, I introduced that at all except for the weird little moment at the very end that... That Let's is make Carrie like that is meaning that is meaningless thing. and doesn't do anything. It just, yeah, it was so much weight. I have no, I have no idea. That really, I was like, I actually was so. They're setting up the like film. Carrie too, right? Or somehow, <laughs> there'll there be another. I was watching that moment and I went, now I'm not only irritated, like I'm a little confused. Like, what the hell was that? Like, why did you just do that? Yeah, I, I have no idea. And and uh, so 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 anyway, the the other things that. Uh, I want to make sure we throw out before we run out of time because right. uh, the movie is just um, in many ways very crazy. But uh, one of the things that just to kind of reiterate this, when she goes to prom, yeah. it's so clear that it's gone wrong, that it just shouldn't be her because she's like the hottest chick there right. by then. Once yeah. she gets dressed up, She's all that pretty prince. She makes this dress herself yeah. because we have to have the making right. making her dress herself. She makes this dress herself that is like, you know, she just won Project Runway. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she makes like this awesome dress. It's right. insane. And uh, and then we, we throw in, uh, you know, the guy's friend and oh, the yeah, girl who like, the, like, the girl who's cool? like from yeah. college. Yeah. And then I, I swear there's there's like, five or six minutes of them that's on the floor right. somewhere because yeah. why would they be there at all right. if that's well, how long you, team are you from? Yeah, it yeah. was, it was crazy. But anyway, but she shows up at prom and she, I mean, she really is like, she's the best looking girl in high school. Yeah. And now that we've dressed her up and done her hair and everything, I mean, it's ridiculous. Right. It's like, it, yeah. it's gone too far. It, and like you said, it's, it's like a goofy romantic comedy about the, you know, the ugly duckling. The, that yeah. Point. Yeah. And you're going, what is that? But anyway, um, but the other thing is the whole cell phone thing. Like, so we're updating yeah, the yeah, movie right. this because this point. this actually was one of the weirdest moments for me in a movie in in like at least a year oh, yeah. or something. I mean, it, it yeah. was such a weird thing. You that, threw up your arms in the. You I, didn't throw them over your head. But I saw you. You just like shrugged and went, whatever. I was like, like really? so yeah. So the yeah. the blonde girl stays home. And and she's at home, and we see some very weird scenes for me of her being at home. Right. Because she stays home from prom. She stays home from prom, and what she does is she's watching TV with her parents. Right. Which no one does. Really. I'm sorry, <laughs> but <laughs> that just never happens right. already. Right. And then what she does is she goes, "I'm going to wait until it's about halfway through prom, and I'm going to take a shower." Right. And you know she's like. I don't know. I'm trying to forget that the prom is going on or, right, you know, right. who knows? I don't know. But anyway, so early on, uh, you know, her boyfriend texts her and just says, ah, everything's going I'm fine. Here, great. She's, she's good. Yeah. Right. Right. And she gets the text and everything. <laughs> just, uh, you know, I don't even know why for like, for no reason other than for us to have uh, yeah. the foreshadowing that she owns a phone. Right. Because otherwise maybe we would be confused. Right. 
So uh, then eventually the mean girl texts her right. and says, Carrie looks really good, but not for long. Right. And she gets the text and she looks at it and then it's like, you know, oh my God. It's, right. it's like we're watching Scooby-Doo all of a sudden. It's like this really weird moment where she like stares at her phone and then we cut like immediately to she's outside her house running to get into her car. Right. Because now she's got to go stop it. Because we have to stick as close as we can to the original, and she has to go she there. She has to be right? there, right? So she has to go there, and that's the, we can just send a text. And, and, and like I said, that was – and she run, just runs out of the house. Right. That was the craziest thing. If that moment does not throw everyone who watches this movie for a loop, right. I don't know what. what because yeah. – that is like a scene that's written by people who don't actually have cell phones. It's almost like if you're making a sci-fi movie, like if you ever watch a sci-fi movie where you know that people who are not super sci-fi geeks are making the movie and they've got the script and it's like, here's some technology that they have in the future. Right. But then you see stuff as you go through the movie where it doesn't make sense when you're watching it because you're going, if they have that technology, why is this part of the movie happening? Right. You know? Well, this, this is and that's, that's like what this is, yeah. right? It's like almost like you wrote this, someone wrote this scene who doesn't actually have a cell phone. Right. Somebody just told him there's yeah, these cell phone do. things. Yeah. This is what happens. Yeah. Because how does she not just text her boyfriend right. and say, Get Carrie out. The there. shit's going down. Right. Get yeah. Carrie out. out. Whatever. Chris Some, is there. Right. right. Something bad's happening. Right. Get it. Get her away from the building. I don't, you right. know, the calls are coming from inside the house. Right. I mean, something. Yeah. Yeah. She wouldn't just. Oh well, I got a text. Right. But now I have to go there. Right. <laughs> like the only way and to stop been, something is look, to show up. Every once in a while, these films, and we're we're quickly running out of time. But every once in a while, these films have these huge problems that don't make sense that could be easily fixed, and we easily fix them all the time. We should have a. All uh, she's we, should, do, we should have a whole new show. We should. That's just, just called problem. Fixing Movies. All she's got to do is send that text to Tommy. But Tommy has his coat in his pocket. Right, right, right. Carry. It's, it's and a, she it's a she doesn't get a response, and she goes to the car. Right, like that's it. Like we just fixed the biggest problem with that whole scene. And, 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 and you know, you know, it would be really it. funny. Or we'll get the like, we'll get the Blu-ray of this, yeah. and in the deleted scenes, that'll be there. I want to. And then and then somebody somebody at the end uh, said, "Ah, you don't need that. Right. Some Cut that minute. They'll figure it out. Yeah, it's fine. They, they know what happened. We're an hour and forty. But yeah, if she just texts him back, that's all you got to do. And that's the exact thing. Like he's got his coat hanging on the chair, and they're on the dance floor. Even just his phone, like ours are right now, on the table. And just walked away from it to get punched or something, right? Because there's a scene where, and, and then we don't. The gym teacher. We don't over, see the text, and all it is is just beeping. And Carrie doesn't have a phone. She's just like, whatever. You know, I'm so right, up. right. And and then she just phone. sits there. Yeah, she sits there and gets no response. Right. Nothing, you know, she, she sends him another right. text maybe or something, and right. then she's like, oh, I have I've to go. go. And then boom, you're done. Everything's fixed. <laughs> see how easy that is for? I mean, I'm just saying these problems are not that hard to solve. Right. Uh, now all the other problems. Well, are those the, are those are easy to solve too. Don't remake a film that doesn't need it. How about that? Now, now, see, I think, oh, and God. we're running out of time. This is where I we're think start. it would. I think, as a completely general statement, it's yeah. it would be okay to remake this movie. I, I don't think that just as know, as an man. idea all by itself. Does it yeah. need it? No. But considering all the stuff that gets remade, right? That does not could work. this could this be remade into something good? 
and that would <laughs> no, you can't shake your head on I'm the radio. My head, I'm shaking my head on the radio. No, I want. I mean, I think I think I, it could be would, made into something. I would good. love to know what remake recently within a plus or minus of seven or eight years from a film from the seventies or eighties that has been done and done well. Like I, I hear people are always like, Oh, the new karate kid. No, the new karate kid will be sucked. Yeah. It was unnecessary. This sucked unnecessary. Like I don't see, you could do those things. I just, I feel like there's no reason to remake a great film. I think, I think this is a bad example of that. Like if this had, if this had been a halfway decent movie, yeah. And I and then I could say, well, see, I mean, that yeah, was that was a waste. Right, right. And you you yeah. didn't need to do it. But this was done so bad yeah, that I you agree. can't you can't take this as no, the I example know. and say, but see, I want, I want you shouldn't good, make it. I want a good example maybe next week. Uh, yeah, uh, send us an email and tell us your uh, good examples of remade movies and from will, like the 70s or 80s. That that would actually be really cool. We'll fix that. Uh, yeah, but we're running out of time and uh, next week like we said, not sure what's not sure what's happening, but yeah, the both. counselors, bad grandpa, maybe both. Grandpa. Who knows? Uh, what, a, what a double header that would be. That that would be That'd awesome, be actually. Anyway. Um, yeah, but we should we should take off. Do not go see this movie. <laughs> Skip it. And uh, come back next week, yeah. and uh, we'll be doing at least the counselor. Right, I think. at least, yeah. And, and maybe Bad Grandpa. And thanks so much for tuning in. And, uh, you know, subscribe yeah. in iTunes. Follow us. Tell your friends. And we will see you next week. Yeah. Bye. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway. Cabela's is coming to Northern Virginia with their spectacular new store in Gainesville. Find everything you need for hunting, fishing, camping, and shooting sports, plus much more. Join us for our grand opening celebration Thursday, March 9th at 10 a.m. Be one of the first 500 in line and receive a Cabela's gift card worth up to $500, plus a chance to win one of three Remington firearms. See store for details. Don't miss Cabela's grand opening in Gainesville, located off I-66 and Highway 29 near Virginia Gateway.